All right, all you single ladies, if you are single, Christian, and looking to date, but don't know where to start or where to meet incredible men, check out Upward, the free app that's super easy to use. Download it, make a profile in minutes, and chat with other faith-first singles near you. I actually know several people that have met on Upward and are in amazing relationships today. So, hey, why not try it? All you got to do is download Download Upward today. Hey girl, you're listening to the For The Girl podcast, the podcast designed for you. Join Mac and Ken's as they cover all the hard topics for real life girls trying to love Jesus. Get ready for encouragement, truth, and let's be real, a little bit of a hot mess. Is it just me or are Mac and Ken's your new best friends? Let's get into the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast, the PCAST, as Ken's always says. And today's episode is highly requested out there. Every time we ever put any questions on Instagram, everybody wants to know about relationships, all the things, how do you find them, all that stuff. But today, we actually want to focus on um, having a healthy relationship. When you have found mm-hmm. someone that is, you know, you just think is amazing, you're super excited about the relationship, maybe you guys are both walking with Jesus, and you really want to do right by the relationship, we want to give you some of our best tips and tricks to have a super healthy, Christ-centered relationship. Yes. Pumped about this episode. We are hitting some hot topics, We too. Oh, I forgot we're jumping into yes. hot topics. We are doing, like, purity. We're talking about that. We're talking about doing devotionals, reading the Bible together, praying together. Yes. They might not sound like hot topics, but I feel like there's a lot of confusion yes. around some of these things totally. while dating. So we're yeah. going to be talking about all the tea, Ooh, all the I'm juicy juice. It's but speaking be good. of tea, let's get into our three minute tea. And we're pumped about this one, you guys. We are talking about For the Girl Tour 2022. Ooh. You don't know anything about it. So this is pretty, everything we say is tea, essentially. Yes, it's tea. Nobody knows anything. We don't really know anything. We so. don't know much. <laughs> Let's start the clock. Three minutes. <laughs> Let's go. For the girls. You start back. 2022. Okay, so if you don't know, two years ago, it's been two years, about two years, because of the pandemic and everything, we would go on tour every February, go to different cities all over the country and put on a night of worship, a night of encounter. Mm-hmm. Um, we bring, if you guys know Kirsten and Devin, you probably, I mean, if you've been to tour, you know who they are. Yeah. They lead worship. They're incredible worship leaders. Um, I usually get to bring a message. Ken's leads an incredible, uh, just kind of like encounter moment with Jesus through prayer. And it's just, the most amazing night. We have really fun and cute merch and you have so much fun. We laugh a lot. I mean, we do ridiculous things. We usually do a dance with yes. wigs. Yes. Ken's ripped her pants during the dance yes. um, and peed on stage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that happened last year. So you definitely want to come to tour this year. But um, we are going to be doing this again yes. this February. We're going to be back in person. We're super, super excited. So Look out for our big announcement later this year as we announce the dates and the cities we're going to and the Mm. theme. I mean, it is going to be so powerful, so good. It is our favorite thing we get to do. And I can't believe it's been two years since we've gotten to do it. I can't believe it either. And we love doing this. One, because for a couple of reasons. One, because we so much believe in having like an encounter with Jesus, like a moment of breakthrough. I, I can't think- believe you split your face <laughs> Why? I'm trying to be serious. Right I know, now. but I just, I had a flashback <laughs> and 
it was my pants so literally bad. Like guys, when I dropped it, not low. just the butt. The whole crotch <laughs> in front of everybody. <laughs> I had to back her off the stage, like literally, wow, co- she would cover her nakedness. Yes, it was so. Okay, you can be serious again. I'm so sorry. And then you peed yes. a puddle, like in a trickles. Yes. Okay, so oh, we at laughed. Andy Stanley's church. How could you do that to Andy Stanley? <laughs> I'm sorry, Andy. Okay, but no, back to it. We um, have so much fun on this tour, and we get to meet you in person and laugh together, and it's just like the best ever. So, so, and we get to pray for you, pray over you. It's going to be amazing. But most importantly, we create like an encounter for you to like experience breakthrough in your walk with Jesus. Mm. It's crazy how long we can go with heavy things on our heart, shame, guilt, disappointment, like sin we're living in. And so we want there to be one night where you can respond to Jesus and you can encounter him face to face. It is so, so powerful. Yeah. And we're going to a city near you. I promise we're coming somewhere near you. You might have to drive a couple hours, but it will be worth it because these moments there's so many people including myself that look back on this moment with Jesus and forever for the rest of your life and so we're so excited to meet you to go on tour and to worship together to encounter God together it's gonna be so incredible and you might see me rip my pants I'm gonna intentionally wear some like really tough ones ones. yeah oh I hope hope. it was the best thing wow it truly was it was truly amazing and we cannot wait to see all of you and to meet all of you on the 2022 for the girl tour so like i said look out for deets coming later this year but let's jump into today's relationship all you girls who want a healthy relationship this one is for you all right i am really pumped today because we're talking about relationships Relationships. who doesn't love a good girl chat about relationships we do and we actually set a timer for ourselves while recording this episode this time because we know we could get really chatty about this yes so we needed to like rein ourselves in we needed to rein ourselves in because we could go on and on about this honestly when we prepped for this episode we went on and on for a long time it was one of those like calls talks where we just went it was supposed to be 10 seconds and it was 45 minutes yes it was really long uh but we're excited about some of the things that we want to touch on and cover with you guys today so there's kind of two parts to this episode the first thing is we want to cover some of those like hot topics aka what are the things that like we get asked questions about you know things like praying together things like going to church things like purity and it's kind of going to be a speed round we're going to move quickly we're just going to not even even give you fluff answers. We're just going to straight up tell you what we think. Okay. (laughs) Um, So that's first. And then secondly, we want to give you four tips for what we think are some of the keys for a healthy relationship. So this can be for some of you women who are currently in relationships. Maybe you're dating, maybe you're engaged, maybe you're married, and it's with somebody that you really see as somebody that you could do life with for a really long time, that you could run hard after the heart of God with together. And these are things that we think and we've learned in our own relationships that really help to nurture and create a relationship that thrives and that Mm -hmm. honors Jesus. And that is super fun as well. Um, And then this can also be for you if you're single and you're not in a relationship right now, but maybe one day you want to be. These are things that you can start working on now um, that you can bring into a relationship in the future. So this is really for all of you ladies, no matter where you're 
at in your status. And Kent, <laughs> should we just jump right in? We should. We're ready for a little speed round. We're going to start with prayer. Like, should I be praying? This is probably more so for a dating relationship because yes. in marriage, well, in hundred percent. Yes. We can pray at all we yes. want. Okay, yes. so people ask us, should I pray with my boyfriend? You know, sometimes people talk about like, you don't want to dive into spiritual intimacy too soon with your boyfriend. I just believe that prayer is like the best posture we can be in. So be quick to pray with yes. your significant other, with your quick. boyfriend. Learn how to pray together. I think it could be simple prayers. It doesn't have to be like we sob best together, but just pray together in small things. Kenz and I talk about it a lot, but we're both trying to like really implement implement that into relationships of just like, hey, let's pray about that. Let's stop what we're doing and pray about that together right yes. here, right now. Yes. You can practice your own prayer language a lot through praying with your significant other. It's a really safe place to begin that. So yes to prayer, pray a lot. It's a great way to build a foundation of relationship. The next thing is devotional. Should I be doing devotionals with my significant other? Why is that the thing? As soon as you get a boyfriend, you're like, should we do a devotional together? I so remember that. I was like, (laughs) we need to be doing this and we need to be reading a book of the Bible and we need to be studying scripture together. And yes, I think that's great. If you really, really feel called to do it, but you shouldn't feel pressured to. And this is also a thing that really faith and what God's teaching you should just be part of your conversation. So I really think if you're doing separate devotionals, really just talk about what you're doing and what God's teaching you. You don't have to do something together. So take that pressure off. Yeah. Something funny enough, I feel like Tyler and I have done recently, we've never read a devotional together. We've only been dating for six months, but sometimes we'll send each other podcast episodes we really liked and like we'll send it to it, listen to it, and then we'll talk about it just naturally after both of us listen to it. So sometimes they're like in-betweens of like, it's not like you become a Christian couple and day two, you have to start that devotional. (laughs) You're good if you haven't done that. Yes, that's so real. Okay, church, you guys. Um, What if your guy doesn't want to go to church or maybe is going to a different church than you. Um, First of all, if your guy doesn't want to go to church, um, you have a lot more conversations to have. Um, So I would just encourage you to have that. I don't think the first conversation needs to be forcing them to church. Um, Maybe the conversation needs to be about like where you're at in your faith. How are you feeling? What church hurt do you have? Let's talk through this. Like there's so many more conversations to have. And I think a lot of us, we just like put church as like a stamp on their head and it's like the end all be all. And it so isn't. So have other conversation. And then as far as two separate churches, yes. if you're dating, I feel like you should just keep investing and going to your separate churches and giving it all you got maybe have a conversation of combining at some point and definitely when you're married I think this is really important to pray through and join in together yeah yeah and I think you could have rhythms of still being planted at your church um because you don't always know if the relationship is gonna work out but you can look for other things to do together maybe find a little Tuesday night worship night to go to together um just because maybe you're going separately on Sunday mornings but you can still worship together and grow together some other nights of the week as well uh 
so church is a big one we get asked about a lot. The next one is purity. Oh my goodness, what do I do? Purity, purity, purity. So many questions. We actually have a whole episode about this. What's the difference of like, you know, there's so many levels of purity. So many levels. Yeah. How far is too far? Um, There's a million questions we get about that. And we're going to just send you to that other episode to listen to it because we really kind of dive into the heartbeat of that and why that matters. And what I would say and what I'm learning in my own season of dating right now where purity, of course, has to be confronted um, is to not obsess over what you have to say no to, but to focus on what you get to say yes to. I think sometimes it's so easy to be like, okay, we can't cross this boundary. We can't cross this line. And like literally your whole relationship can become about purity rather than your relationship becoming about growing together and uh, learning to love Jesus together. And so uh, Tyler and I have to oftentimes stop ourselves and just be like, okay, we need to like talk about, you know, there's some boundaries in this season, but there's also some really cool stuff in this season that we get to say yes to because of this season that we're in right now. And so focus on that, revolve your relationship around that. And I think that sets you up for success in the area of purity when it comes to dating. Yes. You know, I got one major tip for purity, but you still need to listen to the episode, but one, don't be sleeping in the same bed next to each other. It's really hard to be pure if you're sleeping yeah. in the same next bed next to each other. And also, just don't be in the bed at all. So there we go. <laughs> that will help purity a lot. But you guys, this is a heavy topic. So go to the episode. Okay, we want to talk about dating a non-believer. Um, we actually get this a lot, and I know this is um, actually a pretty sensitive subject, of course, because I know for some of you listening, you might be dating somebody who doesn't know Jesus and you love this person. And so I want to be sure you hear like sensitivity in this. But the truth is, I've seen a lot of a lot of friends try and lead their boyfriends to Jesus. And it just hasn't happened. (laughs) I'm all for like evangelizing and helping your loved ones come to know Jesus, of course. But in the context of a dating relationships, it it seems to to just create a lot more disappointment than anything else. Um, So yeah, if this is something that deeply matters for you, for them to like follow Jesus and know Jesus, you probably shouldn't be together. Um, And I know that this this isn't what you probably want to hear, but I know that it's what Jesus would tell you for sure. Um, He really does have somebody incredible for you, like Mm -hmm. somebody that will teach you and lead you and bring the best out of you. Um, And it could be this guy, but not until he comes to know Jesus. Um, So if anything, I would take some time apart, get on your knees and pray for him and Mm. see how God moves through that. Yeah. It's super cool. I think that I've seen some of like friends relationships with Jesus, like going through that breakup of breaking up with a person that's maybe not the right person for you because they are an awesome guy, but they're not walking with Jesus. They're not leading you in faith. They're not um, wanting to go to church with you, all these different things. Like that breakup is the hardest thing, but 
after the breakup, I see their relationships with Jesus deepen so, so, so much, like literally crazy. It's amazing how it happens. And then, um, God gives them a new perspective and a new heartbeat towards what they deserve and, um, what he could do with their surrender and their obedience. So I know it's so scary and it's so hard because like, you're probably in love with this person. They're your best friend and you can't imagine letting them go. But I think that you just have to remember that Jesus has so much for you. Like, um, Mm. it's so fun to be in relationship with somebody who is sold out for Jesus. It is the coolest thing. I think one of the coolest things I've gotten to be a part of, and like, I would not trade it for the world. I would wait so, so long to be able to have that again, because it matters so much. And, um, it literally seeps into every single area of your relationship, doing relationship with somebody that looks at everything through the lens of Jesus. So, um, that's our take on dating a non-believer. So that's kind of our little hot topic speed round. That was so fun. Purity church. Uh, dating a non-believer, all the fun things. But mm-hmm. now we want to walk into the bulk of this episode, which is kind of like us just really probably getting real about where we've fallen short in relationships and the things that we're currently learning. Ken's is married, about to celebrate one year of marriage. One whole year. Wow. I am dating six months into dating. Wow. And we just want to share, not necessarily being experts at it, but some of the things that God has been teaching us and working on our own hearts about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this will be just a fun conversation to have. So yes. we got four things for you. The first and I think this is the most important, is that um, when we talk about relationships, it starts with your relationship with Jesus and his relationship with Jesus. Like we cannot talk about Mm -hmm. um, a dating relationship without talking about those two individual relationships with Jesus first. Um, This is where we have to start. And to be honest, like I think sometimes we... I hear a lot of single girls. It's like you kind of have this idea in your head that like when you're finally in a relationship with somebody, like that's when you're like really going to have these sweet times with Jesus. And Mm. you're just going to feel like so in love and so happy. And it's going to be so easy to spend time with him. Um, And I think I kind of thought that like I was kind of frustrated with God for a long time for not bringing anybody into my life. And so I thought, you know, when that finally happened, I'm sure it'd be in this really sweet season with Jesus. Mm. And for like the first month or two I was like, I remember thinking like, wow, I like can't wait to talk to Jesus in the morning, every single morning about my relationship and like mm. ask for his guidance and ask for his direction. But then honestly, tempting about two months in, mm-hmm. it was a heck of a lot easier to talk to Tyler in the mornings than it was to yeah. talk to Jesus in the mornings. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I had this real tangible person that I could like call up the phone and they could tell me I was beautiful and amazing and awesome. And like, I started to like look to him for validation and affirmation and my worth and my value. And I realized it pretty quickly and was like, oh my goodness, like (laughs) I can't, now that I like got this good thing, abandon my walk with Jesus. Like now more than ever, my walk with Jesus matters more than ever. Um, As I'm trying to learn how to love another person as a imperfect person myself, learning to love another imperfect person. And so, um, when you're in relationship with somebody, I think number one, you have to have such a close monitor, um, and passion for your own relationship with Jesus. And then in the same way, you have to be so intentional about 
your significant other's relationship with Jesus? Like, are you giving them that space to have their relationship with Jesus, to be with Jesus? Are you checking in on them? Are you encouraging them in it? Are you calling them higher? Are you like Mm -hmm. challenging them and pursuing them in that way? Um, I think the best thing that you can do for your relationship oftentimes is to just like encourage them in that and then carve yeah. out the space and the time and the passion and the place in your heart for you to be able to do a, that in your own relationship with Jesus. And it is yeah. not easy always. Yeah. I have learned that very quickly. I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I get in such a rut when it comes to my quiet time. I don't know what scripture to read. I journal on and on about all my random feelings and I get so easily distracted. But what if I told you that there was a resource to make your time with Jesus more powerful and productive? We are so excited to introduce you to our new monthly subscription, The Tent, Encountering Jesus in Your Everyday. Each month, you'll get the resources and encouragement you need to revive your time with the Lord. This will include a monthly focus and challenge, guided prayers, and personalized content that we love. We're so excited to announce that we have an awesome deal for our For The Girl podcast listeners. We are giving you $5 off this monthly subscription, locking you in at only $10 a month. This opportunity won't last forever, so seriously, go sign up today. Head to ForTheGirl.com for more details and to pitch your tent to encounter God in your everyday. (laughs) Yeah, that's so, so real. There's so many good things about spending time with Jesus and being in a relationship with another person. Like there's been times where I sat with Jesus and I'm like, God, what do you want to tell Josh today? Like, Mm. what do you want to speak over him? What does he need in this season? You know, like, and I get to be a voice of the Lord to him. And that's so special. Um, So that's a cool part of it. But also like God's who's going to refine us and who's going to, who's going to convict us and who's going to be like, Ooh, Ken's what you said yesterday to Josh was really hurtful and you need to apologize for this or, you know, you could really grow in this area of your life. You can be more patient and he's going to like highlight that to you and you're going to be a way better significant other when you do that really well. So yes, I think another thing we want to talk about here is even honoring, um, your, your other, I don't know if we call significant other or spouse is spouse mean marriage. Spouse means marriage. Okay. Okay. Yeah, (laughs) that's right. That's right. Okay. So your significant (laughs) other to make it general, your significant other, you got to honor their walk with Jesus. This is really real. It's actually really funny when me and Josh started dating. Um, I thought it was super funny. So he like loves the book of Psalms. He like just gets so much out of these hymns and, um, the words of David just speaking life into his spirit. And I'm so different. I like, I actually like for my time with Jesus, I love to like study scripture. There are seasons where I maybe like take a little bit of a break from an intense study, but I typically am doing like a Bible study and I have like quite a lot of structure to it. And I'm like learning a lot and growing a lot in scripture. And I like, you know, Psalms are scripture too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Story full circle. Story full circle. Yeah, the Psalms are scripture too. Okay, I was just making sure. I was like double checking (laughs) over there. Could you imagine? I'm like, what? I thought they were just worship (laughs) You're not even reading the Bible. No, (laughs) no. So I, but what he would do is he would more so just like 
read Psalms like over and over again. And he would just like read a bit of the Psalm, like maybe a few verses of it. And then he would just like lay down (laughs) and like talk to God and pray. And he really, the thing was, is at first I think I kind of judged him. I was like, are you just chilling out? Are you learning anything? Are you growing? Like what's happening here? And I was like, had pride in my way of doing it. You know, I was like, I'm actually learning a lot about scripture. You know, I'm working through this study and I'm going through this study too. And like, what are you learning? And that's what I was doing. And then I realized that Josh, (laughs) I had an awakening from my good father who was like, hello, Ken's. I speak to Josh like this. Like, I speak to Josh through the Psalms and like I speak to Josh when he's laying down and on the couch and having a silent moment with, with me. Like, and I noticed that Josh is his best self. Like he actually is filled with the Holy spirit after these moments. Like he totally is like, it's like, so it's undeniable in his life. And I was like, Oh wait, Josh, I want you to keep doing that. I want you to keep reading those Psalms. And of course he could probably grow in other areas than any has. That's like what the cool part of being in relationship with each other. I'm like, I want to read and I want to lay on the couch and just like pause and be with Jesus more often. And he's like, oh wait, I should probably study books and stuff a little bit more often. So we get to refine each other in that that way. But I've gotten to learn to like honor his way of hearing Jesus and like honor his way of worship. You know, even at church, he's much more of a quiet worshiper. Um, He like definitely loves, he actually loves like sit down actually on the pew. And I used to be like hardcore judge him. I was like, you look like you're chilling and you look like you hate worship right now (laughs) because you should be raising your hands in worship. And it's actually he loves quiet moments with Jesus where he can like just be with him and just look at God face to face. It's a really beautiful thing. And I've learned to honor and respect that. And it's taught me so much about how to talk to God. And so I think it's important to find ways to honor and respect your significant other's faith journey and not to judge and not to think that you are more wise than them. I think that's easy to do, especially for women. Women are a little bit more typically ambitious probably yeah. when it comes to some of these areas. And so you've got to give space. You've got to yeah. lead and yeah. teach and grow. So. so good. I love that. I so love that. I have a little bit of an age uh, gap with, with tell my him, significant tell other. Tell him. He's a Gen Zer. <laughs> I have a few years on uh, my boyfriend, which is hilarious and awesome. Uh, six to be exact. If you're curious, I would be curious if I was listening wow. to this. Um, but it's so easy to be like, okay, yeah, you don't really know. You know, it's so easy to be like, oh, yeah, you just wait till you're a little bit older. You'll see, you know, whatever. And mm. I think that I really believe that each and every one of us carries a unique and specific piece of God's heart. And there is a piece of God's heart in Tyler that like, I don't want to squander and I don't want to squash. Like I actually want to cultivate that and I want to learn from it and I want to grow from it. And so I think that's a really incredible thing to do of like, what does it look like to really begin to seek that out more than just being like, Hey, why don't you do it the way that I do it? So we're both learning that right now. We're always learning than that. Okay. Can be the squanders and squashers. Yeah. Yeah. We can be. (laughs) So the next thing we want to talk about, and this is something again that we have learned from experience still in the process is learning to truly, truly communicate together. Yeah. That is like 
so, so real, like actually being honest and raw and real and vulnerable. Um, and you kind of even have to be more so than like other relationships in your life, especially when it comes to marriage. When you're in marriage, you've got to like be exposed bows to the things. It's actually really funny. I was at church recently and there was like this moment um, where the pastor just asked us to like lift our hands and surrender of one thing in our life so that we can receive like freedom in that area. And um, mine right away, I can say it pretty lightly right now because it was a couple months ago, but mine was like, people pleasing. I, and it actually felt really real in the moment because we had gone to dinner the Saturday night before with a couple friend and I left that dinner feeling so insecure because I just felt like they didn't like me or like I said something wrong and like literally was lying awake at night that night being like, Oh, I feel like so stuck in my head about this. Like I'm so people pleasing. Anyways, at church, he was like, what do you want to surrender? And I was like, Oh my gosh, it's people pleasing. And it was really personal to me. And like, I do believe some things are personal. You don't need to share with your significant other everything that God's teaching you. But for me, this thing, yeah. So Josh, after church, asked me, he was like, so what was that thing that you surrendered at church? (laughs) And like, You're like, oh God. Yeah, I was like, because it felt embarrassing. It was like, it wasn't something that was totally like an intimate thing with Jesus that he didn't need to know about because sometimes there's those things. But this felt like a humbling thing, right? To be like, yeah, so I was really insecure about the dinner last night and I really need to surrender this people-pleasing thing and mm. all of that. And I just had to be like raw and honest and I didn't want to talk about it. I didn't want to talk about my insecurities. I didn't want to let him into this like area with Jesus, yeah. but I felt like I needed to for him to see me and mm. for him to know me and to him be let in to my, to my life and yeah. my life with Jesus. Yeah. And so yeah. Yeah. those moments build so much intimacy. And yeah. I think those ones I really talk about. I mean, when it comes to communication, we could talk about a whole so many, a lot of things. Yeah. 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 And I think that's something that I've been, Tyler and I have been trying to figure out together is communicating about the things that God is teaching us. Like, and like what you talked about, you talked about like a big moment, but like in the everyday moments, like uh, we had a couple weeks ago where I was like, it has literally been like three weeks since I've literally checked in on you. Like what, how are you in Jesus? You know? And it was, I really felt it. I could like feel it because I felt like we were kind of bickering a little bit more, getting a little bit more frustrated. And I think it was because I had like removed some of that, like, uh, just knowledge of where he was at and what he was really walking through and what he was really dealing with. And, mm-hmm. and because we were just so caught up in our everyday routine of like, Hey babe, how's your day? What'd you do? Nice. Okay. What are we eating for yeah. dinner? You know, like whatever, blah, blah. And I think there's something to be said in communicating is setting yourself up for success by creating some rhythms and routines. And it might feel awkward at first. It's like, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, you mean like every week I have to have a standing night where I ask, we talk about our walks with the Lord. <laughs> like, that's so lame or whatever. But I think until it becomes a natural knee jerk reaction of both of your hearts and of both of your schedules to just do that naturally, create rhythms for it so that it becomes just the way that you guys communicate. It becomes like a part of your language together is to always be checking in on those things. And so if you want your language to be more encouraging, create rhythms to encourage one another. If you want your language with your Mm -hmm. significant other to, to be more spiritually deep, create rhythms to go spiritually deep together. Um, and eventually it will become natural. It'll become a part of you two as a couple. And I think like, sometimes we think it should just like automatically be there. It's like, you know, when Ken's and I first started to becoming friends, like 
we could not have spiritual conversations together like we do yeah. now. It took 10 years of practice. And I think the same is true in relationships. And I would say the next part of that is prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about it a little bit in the beginning about praying together, but um, Tyler and I are really trying to be quick right now just about praying together, like, and not like in an overly spiritual way where we're like, okay, you know, every day we call each other and we, we pray together, whatever, but just like in moments where one of us is struggling, when one of us is like hurting, when one of us is confused, it's like, Hey, let's pray about that. Mm-hmm. And just stopping right then and there saying a super normal prayer together, bringing that before the Lord. And like those moments feel so special and like so cool. And every time that Tyler stops me and is like, can we pray about that? I feel so loved and I feel like so seen. And they stop me in my track sometime because I wasn't even trying to like infuse God into the situation. And then it's Mm. like, he literally unleashes the spirit into that situation. Mm -hmm. And so I would say just as a couple, like, again, even if it's not where you're at right, now maybe you guys don't pray together like Mm -hmm. start it as a rhythm right now and I guarantee you that like that can become a part of the DNA of who you are as a couple yeah by beginning to practice those things until they become natural knee-jerk reactions of the way you guys communicate together yeah that's huge communication is huge you guys this is so real some just really tangible things too um put away your phones. Like I think communication (laughs) happens way easier when you just don't have your phone. Like here's one big area time we use our phone where we could be communicating is on drives in the car, um, running errands. You probably don't super know this yet, Matt, because she's doing long distance right now, but (laughs) you've definitely run in the car together. But like when you're in a relationship, it's just like, you know, you're running to the grocery store and to the gas station and to the things. Put away your phone. Just put away the phone. Like you never need it in the car. You shouldn't be texting anyways. Well, you, even if you're passing through your seat, just put it away. Dinners, like put away your phone. That's a great time to talk and to communicate. Um, go on walks, like take moments to, to actually talk and be intentional about that. I think it will really help. Um, okay. The next thing we wanted to talk about is create. This is really fun. This is a fun, fun one. Are you ready, ladies? Yes. This is <laughs> this is such a good one. Yes. And that is to create an environment that helps them be them be- them their best selves. <laughs> wow, I butchered that. Create an environment for your significant other to be their best selves. Okay, ladies, this is so, 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 so important. Oh, yeah. And oh my goodness. Okay. You know, Ken, I'm, I'm sure you know this, like there are just those days where you're just like sitting over there and you're like, Josh is so fill in the blank. Like, oh my goodness. He is just so, so boring. Lazy. He's so whatever, He's blah, blah, so blah, 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 blah. And so <laughs> you start kind of like, you know, just kind of nitpicking, mm. nagging, little mm. like you're frustrated. Like mm. you can just tell you don't really want to be around them because Absolutely. they're so whatever, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes when you do that, it then only makes the thing you're frustrated about even worse. Because mm. when somebody is like nitpicking at you, you know, mm. when they're like, oh my gosh, you're so blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make you go, oh you're right. I want to be a better person. Like I want to change. Like, no, Mm -hmm. you want, you're defensive and Mm -hmm. you're angry and you're hurt and you're Mm -hmm. upset. So then the other 
hard parts of your personality come out. Mm -hmm. But rather in those moments when someone's really frustrating you, you begin to encourage them and you begin to celebrate them and you begin to love on them Mm -hmm. and pour into them. Then suddenly they begin to feel like good about themselves. They feel encouraged. They feel seen. They feel known. They feel loved. So you're going to get the best version of them rather than the hurt defensive version of them. And I've just seen this to be so true in literally every relationship in my life. When I come at Ken's with like a grumpy attitude, guns a blazing, I get the worst version of Ken's. Mm -hmm, (laughs) But when I come in in the morning and I'm like, what's up, Ken's? How are you? Oh my gosh, that thing you did yesterday. Like that meant that was awesome. Like you killed it. Blah, 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 blah. She's like, oh my gosh, thanks. Like, oh, you did this and that was awesome. And da, da, da. And like, we're, we're creating an environment for both of us to be our best versions of ourselves. And when you get to be with the best version of somebody, like it makes relationships so much easier. Yeah. Um, And so I don't know, I've been learning this really practically because I'm so easily want to like get on Tyler about certain little things, or I want to like defend my points, or I want to do all of these things to like prove to him while he's wrong. But sometimes I have to stop. And rather than critique him, I feel like God's been really calling me to celebrate him. It's like, rather than being quick to critique, let's be quick to celebrate. Let's be quick to, to notice the things that they are doing that it are amazing and not all the little things are doing that drive you bonkers. Totally. Totally. That's so good. I'm so bad at this and I've had to grow so freaking much in this area. You guys, it's embarrassing, but, um, but I, but I have, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting better. But in addition to this too, I think you've been creating an environment for them to be them, them, their best selves (laughs) is, um, even like what what you're doing like together and stuff like that. Like, I think it's really, I think we often like want to do what we want to do. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I want to go out to eat at this restaurant. I want to hang out with my friends or my people or do this thing I love. But if you want to see your significant other come alive, if you want them to be them, their best selves, like, you know, you got to do what they want to do. Sometimes it's actually a really sacrificial, selfless thing that I think will create a lot of life in your relationship, like a lot of life. Um, Mm. Josh loves to play basketball. Sometimes I'll take my chair to the basketball court, sit there and watch him. It's actually kind of relaxing. Yeah. You do that? Yeah. It's really fun. You know, just sit there. Yeah. And then you could go for a walk. We go for a walk sometimes and he loves to go for a walk and I make time for that because he loves that, you know, or he loves to hang out with certain people and maybe I don't as much and it's not like it's always that way but I'll make sure I do that because it brings them life and if you want to see your significant other shine it's the best that's so good literally the other day Tyler was he wanted me to come with him to this thing that was like literally like 30 of his friends out in the middle of nowhere (laughs) and I was like had such a bad attitude about it yeah because I was like oh my gosh 30 of your friends I don't know anybody I'm gonna feel so uncomfortable this is gonna be so awkward it's all day I can't escape it's in the middle of nowhere like you know (laughs) I had every excuse in the book for why I was terrible and like I definitely made him know that like this was a big deal sacrifice for me that oh, I was going to, yes. the, you know, like, and he could tell and he was like, and of course it caused this whole riff before we go, we get there. We had to like literally stop in the middle of the road and like work through this thing. Yeah. And, um, I finally was like, okay, okay, okay. You're right. You're right. 
we're going, we're going. And I had to have the attitude shift that I did not want to have. And, um, it was actually so good and so fun. And like, I really do feel like I saw the best version of him there because like it was, it was his people surrounded by so many people he loved and he wanted me to be a part of that and like share Mm -hmm. in that and see that part of who he was. And it taught me a big lesson that I was like, okay, I can do this. I can do this. Yeah, I can do this. And that it does, it only draws you closer and brings you together. And um, those moments of kind of like, you know, pushing past your pride and doing the things you don't want to do really can actually like draw you closer together. And um, you you get to see the best version of them, which is so fun. Yeah, totally. Make time for that. It's so important. We can be so selfish sometimes. We're like, I had a long day. No, my work's harder. I don't want to do what you're going to do, want to do or whatever. So you just got to do it. Okay. The last one, we're bringing it home with this one. And it is just a good old reminder that it is better to live in love than mad than (laughs) mad it just is so true I catch myself all the time like we'll be in the middle of a fight that I'm like I know that I'm right and I know I'm right deep in my spirit and I want to drive this thing to the ground and then I stop myself and I'm like you know what I'm letting this one go because I just want to live my life in love with him and not like bitter and mad and of course like we don't want to bury things and like eat some fights you should finish and yeah. talk through <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, maybe the ones that you just know, you know, you know when you know that it's not worth the argument and it's not worth the tension and it's not worth the bitterness. Like you just know. Yeah. And I think actually we probably need to challenge ourselves to be more discerning in that. Of That's like, good. Okay, where in my life am I like just like going ham on things? So anyways, just remember like when you're caught up in something that's kind of minute, is that the word? Minute. And it just doesn't really matter. Like choose to just love him and not be like bickering. It kind of goes back to the nitpicking thing too. It's like really seriously my best piece of advice for any marriage. Like I'm like, you know what? Just remember this. It's way better to live in love. We only have one life, you know, we only got one life and we can choose every day. It's actually, it's just a choice to be in love and to like bring out the best in him and to love them and find things to love. Yeah. Like it could be a sweet in love day or it could be like miserable. (laughs) Like which one do you want? And I think that goes back to, we talked about this in the friendship episode, but I think it's super important here too. It's just believing the best in the person that you're, you know, your significant other. Like what is it? look like to like even when maybe they snap at you about something like what would it look like to pause in that moment to believe the best in them and to say hey they got a lot on their plate right now and I'm sure that was not actually like directed at me and to like give them the benefit of the doubt and then that's squashed in that moment and you can go back to creating that environment for them again to like be built up again and I think these all go back into each other and Mm -hmm. um you know when you're starting to like fight a lot it's probably because like you're you're looking for too much from your significant other Mm -hmm. and like you're not going to Jesus with the things you're not letting Jesus fill you're looking for that person to fill you Mm -hmm. and so I think all of these go in hand in hand together and that's why we wanted to talk about them yeah uh that number one that it starts with your relationship with Jesus and his relationship with Jesus, 
that's where it all begins. Second, learning to truly communicate those insecurities, those fears, those little doubts that creep into your mind to talk about the things God is teaching you and being quick to pray together. Uh, Number three, creating an environment that helps your significant other to be their best selves, love them, encourage them, honor them, celebrate them first, because that gives them the space and motivation they need to become the best version of who they are. Um, And then number four, better to live in love than to be mad, to live in mad. Um, This is so fun to like do life with your best friend and be in love and all the different things. I love that. Let the little things go. Are you in love, Mac, in case they missed your three minute tea? I am in love. Okay. Anything else for the three minute tea? We actually don't have three minutes. Go listen to the three minute tea. I don't remember where it was. (laughs) I don't know. They're in love. Yeah. Tyler, we love that. We love you. Okay, guys, this was a fun episode and I hope you got something from it. This is so fun and it's going to be, we're going to see so many healthy relationships out there. Talk to you later.